Are you hesitating to take the next step in your e-commerce journey? Founder Plus has you covered with proven frameworks tailored to your business needs for fast results, a supportive community of over 30,000 like-minded entrepreneurs and weekly live mentorship sessions. Founder Plus is your key to success. Try Founder Plus today for just $1 for seven days and start building your dream business with confidence. You can visit founder.com forward slash start dollar trial or click the link in the description to claim your trial. This is episode number 380 with Jessica Siepel and Dean Steingold of the Founder Podcast. What you need is thirst. You need to be a thirsty human. Who is intent on learning. It's a really fascinating fascinating exploration of human potential. Now. Now. The Founder Podcast. Even the greatest entrepreneurs had help. If you want to learn from the most successful founders on the planet, you are in the right place. Branson, Mark Cuban, Tony Robbins, Tim Ferriss, Ariana Huffington, Seth, Ghost, Steve Case, Gary V, Sophia Amoroso, Barbara Corcoran, Damon John. Learn from the greatest minds in business today with interviews hosted by Nathan Chan. This is not your average entrepreneur podcast. The Founder Podcast. Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Before we start today's episode, I just want to let you know that our goal at Founder is to help entrepreneurs succeed however we can by giving away high quality content in the form of interviews, blog posts, podcasts, YouTube videos, you name it. We put out so much content to help you. And another interesting project that we're working on right now is partnering with world-class founders like Damon John, Alexa Von Tobel, Greta Van Riel, and so many more to teach crucial skills like negotiation, finance, e-commerce, and so much more. So if you'd like to get access to these free trainings with founders like this, which is 100% free, just go to founder.com forward slash free. Okay, so now let's talk about today's episode. Hey guys, Nathan here. Welcome back to another episode. Today's guests, Jessica Siepel and Dean Steingold, uh, co-founders of Vitamin Brand JS Health, is an absolute game-changing interviews. This is one of my personal favorites when it comes to building a community and how to build a large brand. In just five years, they've built a $350 million brand. And today you're going to hear some incredible stories on how they've utilized the power of Instagram to explode their business, how they're building a revolutionary subscription product. So without further ado, now let's jump to the show. Thanks so much for taking the time to speak with me today. Uh, the first question we ask everyone that comes on is, uh, how did you get your job, aka how did you find yourself doing the work you're doing today? This was an absolute accident. So our current job was definitely not our intended job, I don't yeah. think. Dean was in property. I studied to be a nutritionist for five years. So I was meant to be in private practice as a nutritionist and you were meant to be yeah. in property development. I, was, I studied property. It was my lifelong dream. And now we have a vitamin company. So I think that's the entrepreneur way. You just go where where it takes you. Yeah. I think we got out. I got this job from just pure passion. Um, you know, as a nutritionist, I can't help but be obsessed with anything to do with health um, and living a healthy life. So our product line, J's Health Vitamins, was really created out of that. And um, I guess my heartfelt passion and purpose was filtered and manifested into that line like never before. And that's really how yeah. we have our job right now. <laughs> yes. 
We don't know. Yeah, it's no, we never actually called it a job. Yeah, no, no. I mean, it's never, never even like hearing you say, how did you get your job? Yeah. Never, yeah. It's, I'm ne- it, it shocked me a bit. I was like, it's, it, it doesn't feel like a job. It just yeah. feels like our life. Our life. Yeah. Yeah. Not many people ask that, but it's a just a great way to see like how you view entrepreneurship. So how did you guys start? Well, I studied health and nutrition for five years and I was in private practice for two or three years. And I decided to start a blog where I was talking about my health journey. I was a chronic fad dieter, trying every single fad diet out there while studying health and nutrition. So I was on this kind of quest to transition out of being a fad diet to becoming a more whole food eater. And I started blogging about this journey and experience um, and blog for some reason took off. And that's, you know, about 10 years ago when blogs were like becoming a thing, they were trendy and health was not cool. You know, it was just starting to become something that people were, I guess, inspired by. Um, So it was really good timing for me. I started the blog, the blog got got a lot of traffic. And that's when I got my first book deal, which gave me an amazing platform and the blog kind of started taking over and I was in private practice and I was attending to the blog on the weekends. The blog turned into the first book, the second book, and then an app and then an eight week program. And then just two and a half years ago, we created our first product line, which is JSL Vitamins. So I have a tech company and I started that, I was in property and then started a tech company and about six years into the tech company, JS Health. Uh, just started gaining a lot of traction. And obviously I'd work at nights and, and weekends with Jess on just the business side. Um, and then when I started gaining a lot of traction, I just said to Jess, I think you should focus purely on the community and the products and, and creating amazing formulas and, and giving your community, you know, what she's always dreamt to give them. And I'll come in and run the business side and, and grow and take that whole pressure off you know like to me a business is there's two various succinct parts there's obviously the business and then there's what you're selling but you can't really create amazing products with what you're selling if you're focusing on the stuff and the growth and the numbers and the legals and that's definitely what my focus has been from day one I probably didn't explain that very well is that when I created the blog I created a community of women who have still been by my side for the last eight to ten years um, and that's where the foundation of JS Health lies and nothing has changed for me. So the people, the community, the customers have always been my number one. And I guess practicing privately as a nutritionist was very powerful because I got to interact and connect with women and, and understand what they were going through in terms of health. Um, so I was very, very connected to that. And then I was able to have that much larger female platform through social media, through the blog, through Facebook. Um, and now they're my JS Health girls, the JS Health ambassadors around the world. And they were my, they were really, um, I would say, the platform yeah, that JS Health was built upon. Without them, we wouldn't still have is, much. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. my focus is still very much on the community and the customers. Every single product we create is because they mm-hmm. asked for it. Mm-hmm. So the power of our brand is that we listen to them. I still speak to them every day. I'm still the one on social media talking to them on DMs. Um, doing pretty much a lot of the customer support because I still want to have that direct contact and communication and connection with them. Um, when I listen to them, they tell yeah. me that they're struggling with acne and eczema and dermatitis and how it's wrecking their confidence. And that's what puts me on a mission to create a product or recipes or a book or whatever it might be that can truly support them. And my motivation in this company comes from them. And we, I mean, we've been very fortunate from day one till now, there's been something like, 21,000 
5% growth from literally from day one till now. Um, you know, to be honest, the, the growth in the revenue and, and where JSL was and where it is now um, is obviously, I mean, it, it's been a phenomenal ride. We've been extremely lucky. We, you know, it, it, it all comes back to the same thing, exactly what Jess said before. Our community is everything and not just, I mean, a lot of brands, obviously their community is, is everything to them, but ours is very special. You know, 90, 95% of our staff were actually big fans, you know, part of the community. And when, as we grew and we hired more people, we just put on our social media, interviewed people, you know, you can tell straight away who's a very, you know, who's a, a, an avid fan who, who's been with you from day one. And obviously they have to have the skill set and the ability to, to run the, the job that we need them to, but they, the passion and dedication that they show every day is what has made us successful. You know, it, it, when we come into work, the family, the, it's, it's just one big family. So we, the, the growth of the business is, is solely due to what Jess has sort of instilled in, in our staff, which has come from our community. It's just one big family that we, are, we want to work as hard as possible to create the best possible products so our community around the world can you know, ingest these amazing products that, that are, are transformational and, and have been life-changing for some people. Um, and then that obviously in turn is a good business because that, that helps you, you gain more followers. They tell other people word of mouth is, is the number one source of, of you know, 100, 100% success rate. You, know, you can see an ad on Instagram or Facebook or Google and you might've heard of the brand and then you might try it. But if someone who you trust and you're sitting at dinner with a friend and they say to you, I've been taking these vitamins, they've worked amazingly for me, chances are you're going to go buy that. So that is the whole sort of life cycle with how it starts with our community to end up to being a great business. And because it's a good business, it then goes full circle again to enable us to spend more money on creating even better products. You know, Because as the business grows, you have more ability to to hire more people, to do bigger sort of ventures, to try and create even better products in different verticals as well. To you know, it, it's it's a full circle, and that's been the the growth for our business. Fast forwarding to now, can you guys give us a bit of an idea around uh, revenue size or your community? Like, it's crazy. You guys are one of the fastest growing companies in Australia, and you're selling you know a bottle of vitamins. It, it says every 20 seconds. Is that correct? Yeah, probably. Pretty I mean, close. that's the thing. It's like we have had insane valuations recently and crazy, crazy growth percentages, crazy revenue, like if mm. I'm honest. But really, I'm, I'm saying this from the absolute depth of my heart. Um, it's just quite disappointing <laughs> when you when you hit those KPIs and you see the revenue and you see the the recent valuation of the company, like, Maybe it's just me, but it doesn't feel as exciting as it probably should. The journey of creating the product, seeing the yeah. transformations. I mean, I always say to people, you just have to head on to our review section of the website. They 17,000 verified reviews. We even use a third-party company to check that each review mm-hmm. is legitimate and verified. That's how seriously we take it as a vitamin company. So these are people just so excited by their transformations and results that they try, they're just posting it on our mm-hmm. website because they can't believe how much better they are feeling. So when I say, I don't want to sound corny when I say it, but the numbers are so disappointing in comparison to when the people speak and they confess mm. how our products or our philosophy or our recipes or our app 
it's truly changing their lives. And as a female founder, it's really, really exceptional for me because we are females under a lot of pressure at the moment, struggling with mental health, struggling with low confidence, struggling with self-esteem. Um, and to be able to help women, especially because I have such a passion for female health, is the best feeling in the world. So it's really what gets me out of bed every morning. It's not the fact that we've got X amount of valuation um, placed on our company or we've got, you know, listed as number one on the Fast 50 Rising Star Award. It really is like the people. I think that get yeah. us out of bed every morning. It's not the number that I'm like, oh, I'm going to get out of bed and go do that hard slog, you know, 14, 15 hour day because we got listed as number one on the Fast 50 Deloitte list. It's definitely because, oh, that person told me yesterday that their dermatitis was cleared and their acne was cleared and now they can go out and leave the house and have confidence to enjoy their day and be social and not feel um, low self-esteem. So that's definitely what set us, mm. has set us apart, I guess, from other vitamin companies yeah. to this day because a lot of other vitamin companies in our industry, I was actually saying on an interview the other day, how arrogant for me to have thought that I was going to create a successful vitamin company when we have absolute giants in the industry. It's humongous. I mean, the competitors mm. we are going up against, it's it's almost impossible. Um, but now that I think about it, now that I'm in the industry, I realize we actually are very, very, very unique. There are very few vitamin companies that have a story behind it, that have a nutritionist behind it, a face behind it, a community behind it who are guiding each other they it's not just me really it's about the community are supporting each other towards living a healthier life um i might have created it in the first place but it's not so much to do with me anymore the jay's health girls the jay's health community and customers they now lean on each other um and because of that strength between them they there's a lot of loyalty i guess in the company yeah. and so that has been another big um point of difference for us as a vitamin company and also there hasn't been that much innovation in the vitamin industry if you think about it you walk into a pharmacy and it's actually incredibly overwhelming and confusing you see vitamin c vitamin e vitamin d you know iron quercetin or antioxidant formulas and the truth is no one really understands what that means so i decided to create products that were problem solving so if you're struggling with skin you'll go for our skin and digestion formula if you're struggling with anxiety you'll go for our anxiety and stress formula if you're struggling to sleep you'll go to our PM plus formula. So it's quite problem solving. There's not too much thinking about it. Um, and also all of our products are research backed. So I will only put ingredients into the formulations that have sound traditional research behind them. And if I'm honest, now being very smack bang in the industry, I'm not sure if products are that thought about. And it's expensive. It's really, really expensive to create a good formula because the better the ingredients, the better, the stronger the antioxidants, the most, the more expensive they are. I just created a collagen product and my team kept saying to me, don't do this. This is the most expensive collagen in the world. Don't put, yeah. don't put this antioxidant in there, azazanthin, which is really one of the most expensive antioxidants on the market. Don't do that. It's going to be too much of an expensive product. And I said, no, no, no. Of course I'm putting it in there because that's where the research lies. And I know then this product will absolutely have a transformational effect. So we're not willing to compromise when it comes to quality and ingredients. And I do think that that is what is causing a lot of our success. Yeah. I'd love to delve a little deeper on the community front though. So like with brands like Glossier, like my fiance will literally buy anything from them as soon as it comes out. And that's 
an American distributed-only brand. Just to live in play around the, around the corner from a store. And, and there would be every lines day there. there's lines out the front. We used to walk past it every day yeah. and say, and just you just know, you know that they're doing it right. Let's delve a little deeper on this. What would you say to people that want to develop and build an incredible community? Do you need an ambassador as an example? I think was when you said earlier, thank you for your honesty. I haven't been nearly as honest as I can be <laughs> because running a community is probably the hardest part of a company. It's incredibly draining. It's incredibly exhausting and it's incredibly time consuming. So it's probably the last thing on anyone's list. You know, when I walk into the office, I have so much to do and I always say, oh gosh, I can't believe I have to go respond to all these social media requests. Oh my God, I've got so many customer emails to respond to. I've got so many messages to attend to. And it is exhausting, right? And then I do them, I attend to them like, no, no, no. I remember this is the most important part of my job. Literally, I, I have a reminder moment. I'm like, of course, this is this should be number one, always on your list. I mean, in my heart, the customers in the community are my number one. But when you're running a business of this size, everything else starts to become so important, right? And your time becomes really, really stretched. And then I go back to the customers and I think, oh, gosh, I must never, ever, ever forget how important this is. And I think what I'm saying is it's really, really hard. It's really draining. Um, you're giving your time and your energy to thousands and thousands of people per day. And that probably is the most time-consuming part of my job. Um, so to anyone out there who's avoiding it and resisting it, I understand why. But I do think it, in this day and age, there are so many guys, co companies out there, so many um, so much in each industry. People are really, really searching for that sense of connection um, and that sense of belonging, I guess, and a, and a sense of care from a company. And I think it's probably going to be even more important as the years go by in this sort of day and age with social media. You don't want to just follow another social media company on Instagram, like it's a bit boring unless yeah. you feel a sense yeah. of connection and a sense of belonging. Yeah. And that comes from hours and hours. <laughs> I mean, I'm just thinking about my week and how much energy I have given to these people, which I love, but that's what mm. it takes. Yeah. And that's what they're obviously feeling. So when they arrive to our Instagram account or to our blog or into my books, um, they obviously can feel the sense of care and community and connection. And so obviously all those hours spending on them, spending on the community part of the business is working and, and giving them that sense of care and connection. And how long would you spend? Would, would you be able to share some context? Our business is, besides myself, all female. And we've <laughs> done that. Everyone says, so, some of my friends think, it's, it's the dream. Some of them think, how do you do it? <laughs> I hear everything. But the truth is our brand is built on these strong females led by Jess. And they all, all of our staff, all these female bosses, they all, they range from entrepreneurs. They range from 21 to 33 years old. You know, as I said, they started off as, as part of the community and just fans of the brand. They now run help Jess run the community, run the brand. The, the passion that, that comes through them onto the community is what makes a community so strong. You know, a lot of people these days who want to have a community and to build up their business, 
are doing it backwards because you can't you can't build up your you can't try have a community to build up your business. You have to start with the community when you have nothing. You don't have a business. You're not selling them anything. You literally just. I think that's where we were fortunate. Yeah, you just you just yeah. become one big family, and that that's where we were fortunate. So when we launched the vitamins, we already had a great community to sell to. I mean, so, that's not to say though, if you were to build a company now, you could still obviously create a community. No, no, you would. I mean, if, if your products are great and you can and you you have products that, that really help people and and you have good ethics behind it, of course you can build yeah. a community. But I'm saying a community is much deeper than the word just being a community a community is is literally it's like a marriage or a relationship it's 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 all like the hard times you go through that makes it stronger it's not when everything's great and sales are going well and and your followers are growing nicely that's not the 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 way that it's that's not the structure of it like that's not the foundation the foundation is the when you've all gone through the hard times together um you know when we we just launched our office in the uk um now Again, we have an all-female team in the UK. Started off as great fans of the brand, fans of Jess, part of the community. So you can tell straight away, even if you're launching an office and obviously you're building your company in another country that's halfway around the world, that is during the pandemic, so you can't even fly there and set up the office. And you know, you, there's a lot of trust involved. So this trust comes from you know who they are. They've been with you for years as part of your community. It's instinctive. It's like family. You, you you trust these people to help build your brand on the other side of the world where you can't be there all the time. Um, that that to me is a, a solid community when you can do something like that. So we're running out like Black Friday specials and, and we've been working on it for a long time building up to this. And we just, we're doing a giveaway every day. And we just ran, there was like a, a random order pick of a winner who won the giveaway from yesterday that we announced today. And when our girls in the office told her that that she won. She's like this young 21 year old female that won the award and, and she won $7,000 cash. Um, hopefully it's like, a, a, it's like a life changing amount at that age. Um, our girls in the office, the one who announced to her, she started crying because she was so like, the girl was so excited that she got emotional about it. Like there's so much feeling. It's not just, oh, you won this prize and, and we get on with our work. In the office, 15 minutes ago, she was crying and, and because it was so, the girl was so excited. She was so excited. It, it, it's very, um, it's an amazing thing to actually witness, you know, even though you're building this business and you're focusing on my side, especially the numbers and the growth and the products, this is what the real business is. That's incredible. Let's go a little deeper. Like you guys have a massive focus on hiring from within the community. You spend a significant amount of time interacting with the community but what about content? Like what should people be doing on the content side? Really what we haven't also said enough is that it's all about um, having a very big sense of purpose. And so every piece of content has to serve. So we will not put out a piece of content unless it's going to be helpful or useful to the customer or the consumer. Every single piece, whether it be a recipe going up on a Wednesday, a quick recipe of the week or a recipe video or a vitamin ingredient graphic explaining what's in our anxiety and stress formula. Every single piece of content, whether it be a blog post or a graphic or a video, has to be educational or of service. So we literally think about it like, is this going to be helpful for our community or our customer? Don't just put it up because it looks pretty aesthetically on the feed or because this blog post is trending. 
you know, about ketogenic. Mm. You know, we don't put anything up because we just think carefully, is this going to be serving the customer and the community? So there's purpose behind every piece mm. of content and there's thought and there's care. So we come together and we have a content meeting once a week and we ask, we, we, are, we really base the content off the customer's feedback. Mm-hmm. So they'll say, I'm really struggling with mental health and anxiety at the moment, especially during COVID. And so then I think, oh gosh, we need to really focus on explaining our anxiety and stress product and formula, explaining what's in there and how it might help them. We might put up some graphics about ways, nutrition and lifestyle ways to help manage anxiety and stress. We might put up some sleep tips on the blog, um, how to manage sleep and therefore how to manage anxiety. Um, we might put up, you know, an amazing educational infographic on fish oil and its studies and effects on anxiety and depression. So we listen to the community and whatever they seem to be struggling with, the content is created based on that. And it changes all the time. So if I wasn't in touch with both Dean and I mm. weren't in touch with the community and what they were struggling with through speaking to them, the exhausting part, the draining part, talking to them, listening to them. When I say draining, I don't say it in a negative way. I'm just saying you're basic, I basically have thousands of children because I care about them so much. Like a mother talks about how their children are exhausting. I mean it in a loving way. It's very exhausting, but it's very, very, very important that I listen to what they're going through. So, for example, hormone imbalances is a really big issue for a lot of women. And so then I recently created my hormone and PMS formula, which is about hormone balancing. And so I listened to them and then I will create content based on that Um, and and educating them on different ways to balance your hormones, a product obviously that can help, a blog post that can help. I might write about it on the Jay's Health Instagram, nutrition and lifestyle tips to help with that. So I think if I didn't, if we weren't in touch Mm. with the community, our content would be meaningless. Hey guys, I hope you're enjoying this episode and learning a ton. As you know, in this series, we interview some of the greatest founders of our generation to find out how they did it. However, if you're thinking of starting your own business and you want to hear from some incredible stories from everyday people like you or I who are actually in the trenches, only been building their business for maybe one year or two years, like that are building right now and they're really in the early stages, but they're getting success you should come and check out our new podcast from Zero to Founder. Hosted by our community manager, Molly Flynn, these are in-the-trenches stories from our very own successful students that have gone through some of our programs. People just like you who are deep within the process of building their very own successful business. These are the founders of tomorrow. You can find the From Zero to Founder podcast on all platforms. And remember, it's founder without the E. All right, now let's jump in the show. How do you get the community to interact? Do you have a Facebook group or do you do events? We do have one private Facebook group. It's really small. It's really for the core Jay's Health Girls. I think it's just a couple of thousand of people, couple of thousand people where it's like the true Jay's Health ambassadors. They've been by my side since day one. Um, it's a very, very private group. It's not very well known or public. So they are absolutely rallying for Jay's yeah. Health at all times. But the customers, I would say at this point, you know, over the last three years, they are so um, grateful for the way our products have changed their lives. They have, I would say there's a community within Jay's Health Vitamins in Mm -hmm. itself, just Mm -hmm. because of the customers. So there's the core Jay's Health girls who are across everything and 
and just the biggest, um, best ambassadors of the brand. I could never, ever be more grateful for them. Um, they're like my sisters. They're my children. I care so much about them. But there's also now, I would say, a new community coming off the basis of J.S. Health Vitamins. And it's just because, you know, that person, the one female will be struggling with acne. They have seen how our collagen and skin and digestion product has cleared their acne. And then they will talk to other people who may be struggling with acne and connect with them and talk about our products that may have helped them um, through Instagram, on comments, through the blog, through just even the website on our review section. So they are, I would say there's a community already created on its own through the customer base, through the products. But yeah, there is also a very, very big sense of community on our social media platform. So on at JS Health, which is, I will always say it's like the mama of JS Health. Um, there is a huge sense of community. You'll feel it probably as you arrive into the platform. But I think something else that has made people feel part of a community is that JS Health was never, ever about perfection. So I've been incredibly honest about my struggles. It's been nothing but hard. Um, you know, I've never, ever said that everything I do is perfect. Running a business is so hard. I've had my own personal mental health struggles. I've spoken about my fad dieting and body image issues. So they're arriving to a place that is transparent and honest and imperfect. And therefore, they feel it's real and relatable. Um, so it's a relief for them because at this point in time, you're often arriving to a social media platform and just being flooded with perfection and comparison and the sense of, oh, I better look like them. I better be like them. I think from day one, JS Health has shown a lot of vulnerability, a lot of imperfection, a lot of realness that women in particular, I would say, are craving. I'm craving. So if I'm craving it, I'm sure many other women are craving it, the sense of, oh, yeah, she also struggles with anxiety. Yay, I'm not alone. Or she also had to go on to anti-anxiety medication. Yay. So I'll talk about being on Western medication, you know, style medication and being on my vitamins. And I believe in both. They are relieved by that. There's not a, a lot of judgment, I would say, when you arrive to the platform. And there's also, I, over the last 12 months, the part of our team that has expanded the most is our customer support team. Mm -hmm. We have invested in them more than anything because I, with the growth of JS Health, how am I going to maintain that quality of connection to the customer? Because it's impossible. I can't do it myself. Mm. Um, so... I have ensured that I've hired probably some of the best customer support people I could ever find to help nourish the community like I would. And I say to them probably on a daily basis, thank you for caring about my girls because I can't be the only one at this point attending to them. So I need to find people who will nourish them the same way I would. Mm -hmm. um, because if you, when you're, as you probably know, when you're growing a company, things are going so fast at such a crazy speed, when you're hiring, it's, off, it's actually done it only a couple of times. We've hired out of just desperation and not really thought about, oh gosh, is this staff member going to be able to really, truly take care of our community yeah. the way we need them to? And that's been a big le learning lesson for us over the last six to 12 months. They, Our staff is our everything because they're the ones in direct communication with our customers. So we've really heavily invested in our customer support team. So any other companies who are looking to start their own company or in the midst of that, I would say be very careful with which part of your staff or team are in connection with your community and making sure that they serve them mm. the way that they should yeah. be. How do you ensure 
that they're being served the way that they should be. You feel their care and passion in a second. You know, you watch their email responses. You can watch their responses through social media. One of our girls, Alicia, and I mean, Laura, Kelly, Jody, they're so passionate and so caring. You can, you can absolutely yeah. feel um, their care through a text or through an email. Yeah. Um, I think it's kind of a, a natural born. You, tell, you can tell very soon, and, but also you put a lot of time and effort yeah, into, to mentoring into them. Mentoring them, teaching them and, and showing them the right way. And, yeah. you know, but obviously at their core, they have to be that, that personality that really does care. Yeah. And then you give them enough time and, and teach them for long enough. Um, you know, you get the best yeah. out of them and then our community are the, are the winners and that's all we care about. Uh, I see. I have to ask around these ambassador groups, how did you guys identify them? Do you incentivize them? How exactly does that work? It was probably mm. eight years ago and I just randomly put out an Instagram post. I was like, I just want to know if anyone out there, at this yeah. point we had no business. We were just, you know, I was just blogging about my healthy journey. And I, do you remember we were involved mm, and I said, yeah. does anyone out there, any other Jay's Health community, do you guys want to be ambassadors um, for the brand? And I basically was what we would have, we probably were going to give them maybe our eight week program or our book just to help nourish them so they could spread the philosophy. Because yes, our business is very demanding at the moment, but from day one, what I've always been so passionate about is our health philosophy, which is all about balance. Sounds corny and cliched, but um, women are really struggling to find balance when it comes to the healthy life. They're obsessed and attached and to bad diets and extremes. And I am so passionate about showing women they can achieve their health goals without being extreme in any way. So my, I was so obsessed and passionate about my philosophy. I wanted to find women around the world who would spread the philosophy. And I thought having ambassadors would really, at that point, again, this was eight years ago, we had no product in sight. Um, I just wanted them to spread the philosophy. So I put up an Instagram post and I'll never forget, it's probably the most inundated I've ever been, um, ever to this day, just... Mm please, I'd love to be an ambassador. Yeah. Um, they started putting it in their social media um, bios. I can, now I think about it, I'm like, why did they, why were they so eager? Because we had nothing to really offer them at a point except for a really relieving philosophy, I would say. It was something that stood out. And obviously it was, they were feeling like the brand and the philosophy and maybe me as a nutritionist, they really believed in my message and philosophy. I, I can't think of another reason why they were so eager to be ambassadors. And, and I think one thing I have done right is that the care has been genuine. And I would say to any other founders out there, if that care is not genuine, like that feeling in your heart and soul, it would be very, very hard to take care of a community because as I say, it's exhausting, it's draining, it's a full-time job. Um, so I wouldn't suggest creating a community unless you have an absolute care, passion, and probably obsession for what you do mm, and the message, the, yeah. what you believe in and the message you're putting out there, you have to be obsessed by it. Um, and then obviously the community could feel that obsession and that passion from me through my books or through my blog. Mm, and then yeah. so they were eager to become ambassadors um, for the brand and for the philosophy. And, and, I, and I feel such a selfish, egotistic thing to say, you know, they're ambassadors for me because it was never me. It was never Jess. It was always about the philosophy um, or what you stood for. Or what I stood for when it came to the healthy life and mm. and the fact that I was willing to be vulnerable and imperfect and real and relatable and not just this perfect figure who was, you know, dictating to them how to live a healthy life. I was actually on the journey with the J's Health Girls. 
I was never this authoritarian figure saying, you know, do this, eat this, don't do this. Um, I was kind of struggling with them and saying, oh gosh, you know, I'm tempted by that fad diet, or I'm really struggling with my with my body image this week. I'm feeling every time I look in the mirror, I'm really, really struggling to feel worthy or feel positive about myself. And I would talk about that. And I think it was just so relieving and relatable to hear someone who had books, who had a blog, who had, you know, a cover photo, um, who was being real. So that's really another big thing I think people are craving in this day and age with technology and social media. They don't want to see another perfect social media figure coming to the scene with product. I'd love to switch gears a little bit and understand how have you managed to scale your team? Because hiring is very time consuming. Like you want to find people with the right skills that align with your culture. How do you manage that? It's a big question. I was actually having a discussion with our, so we have like a, um, you know, like a sort of a, a growth team. And I was having a meeting with them the other day and I was saying, I think our, like our biggest advantage is that none of us have really done this before. So we've never, you know, if you've done, if in three years time, if I look back and, and someone's going through what we are going through with the growth, I would tell them 85 things that, are, that can go wrong and that will go wrong and that are going to be a big problem. And I would almost like scare them to death because you've gone through it. When, you know, 12 months ago when our growth really started, we, none of us had been through it. So when you're actually a bit naive to it you and you're not scared yeah. of it, you just go through it because you don't know any better. And sometimes it's actually good to not, not know better when, you, when you're driving through the minefield because you're not scared of the mines. You don't even know the mines are there. But you've yeah. also been very anti-strategy. Yeah. So, you know, it's a bit strange. My... You my I grew up, I have a one brother and he's very academic and and we both love business, but he went more the the academic route and and you know went to uh, the number one entrepreneurial business school in America and and when we started, his first thing to me was, you know, where's your business plan? And I said, I don't have a business plan. <laughs> and he said, You're crazy, how can you not? And I said, To be honest, I just know how I work. Tomorrow it's changed. So I'm not spending time writing one because it's it's going to change. And it's very it's it's quite interesting because this sort of goes against sort of what I guess what you guys like stand for, even even your podcast, which is you know, you learn a lot from other people. And and Jeff is it's funny, we actually have this discussion all the time. Jess is very she listens to a million podcasts. She's very um she loves I think it, you, you know, learn she, from people's mistakes. Though. She loves to like she lies on the beach or or when we go for walks and and, and you know, in her downtime, she listens to podcasts and she always, and I love listening to them, but she always says to me, You don't like you don't listen to them as much as I do. And I say, it's actually interesting because I don't, I love learning from people's mistakes, but I actually don't like it's it's a bit strange. I don't like clouding my mind or my brain with what other people have done because I actually don't want to have to go. I don't want to have to make a decision based off well, someone was in a similar position and they made this decision. So that's the way that they turned. I almost, I've just gone with my gut the whole time and I don't want to lose that sense of this is my gut. You know, a lot of people throughout our career, throughout our business have said, don't do this. Don't do that. It's not going to work. You're spending too much on this. You're not spending enough on that. Jess and I, we're very fortunate that besides having an amazing marriage, we we really, you know, if both of us agree on a business decision and it's both from our gut, we take it. So to answer your question, the scalability of a business 
is very, it's the most difficult aspect of a business because it's all well and good having growth, but to sustain the growth and then to, uh, to, to double down on the growth, the systems you have to have in place are immense. And to, to, to not have a strategy essentially is my strategy because <laughs> I mean, I have a strategy in my mind, but I don't have a, I'm not, I'm not a very business plan you don't have type a of person because I just know that I trust the people around me immensely and I trust my gut. You'll so, figure it out. so as we grow, you know, we're making decisions on the fly. And when I say decisions, I'm talking about big decisions, decisions that when I speak to you know, a lot of my friends, million. I have a lot of, a lot of successful people around me. A lot of my friends are very successful. Um, when I discuss with them, they, they just, they like, did you plan first? And I said, honestly, we just made the decision. And of course it doesn't always work out, but honestly, most times it's worked out because I just feel when you, when you push away the fear and you're okay, you know, we've made a big decisions or a lot of big decisions that we've spent a lot of money on. Now, I guess you get to a point where you just know you're going to make the decision. If you, if it's wrong and you lose the money, you're okay with it. And many times we've made the wrong decision. We've lost the money. And I promise you, <laughs> For three seconds, we've thought about it. We said, shit decision, you know, like, you know, maybe we didn't, we just didn't think about it enough. We didn't make the right decision. And then five seconds later, we're on to like, it, it's gone because you can't dwell on it. You don't have time to dwell on it. You learn from it. So every, the next day or an hour later, I'm so happy we made that wrong decision because it's taught us. And I promise you, we're not going to make it again, but it's really taught us how to grow. So the growth of a company is all about the scalability. And the way we've we've made our business scalable is by having amazing people working with us and by really taking risks that we are calculated risks, but they I guess they're a bit more risky than most people would take. You know, I mean that's look, a lot of a lot of business is uh is is luck and timing, as we know. You obviously have to have good products, you have to have good people, but luck and timing is everything. And if you don't put yourself in a position to take advantage of the luck and the timing. You can get very far. You can get left behind. And I always say to Jess and, and to my family and my friends, I say like the the line for success, and I'm talking about real success and failure, is very thin. Yeah. Very thin. Like you can be either side of the line, and and a lot of it is luck and timing. But to get just over that line to the successful side is a fortune of hard work. To put yourself in that position, to 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 yeah. get ready. For to to take advantage of the luck and timing is a fortune of hard work. I mean, we we you know look, everyone works hard, of course, but it it takes it it becomes your life. Like you have to really be able to put your life into it to get that success because you can't do it if you just want to be successful and you want to work hard. Because the the difference between people who work hard and the people that make it their life is that little bit, and that little bit can really push you yeah. over. And also people say to us all the time, like, so how do you manage when, when problems arise? Mm. And I'm like, what? Every single day is just problems. Just dealing with problems. The whole day Every is a day. problem. It's definitely the challenges that we've pushed through that have yeah. taken the company, to the company to the next level. And I think a lot of people, and I see why, actually give up when that huge challenge um, you know, comes your way. And it's absolutely everyone's moment to say, oh, gosh, this is too much. This is mm. too hard. But what I have found is it's really those moments that's pivotal to keep going and keep pushing through that challenge. And every time we've done that, the business and ourselves have come to the next level. Mm. 
Um, so I don't think I don't think anyone should ever ever see business challenges as a negative. It no. is part my, of yeah. running a company. My fa- honestly, my favorite days are when we have a massive challenge and we overcome it because I know the next day is going to be good. When we have a phenomenal yeah. day, <laughs> when we have a phenomenal day, Uh-oh. I always say to Jess. I'm very scared for tomorrow because <laughs> you cannot have two phenomenal days in yeah, a row because that's like unheard of. So when we have a massive challenge and we're in the thick of it, even though it's tough, you just know as soon as you come out of it, the next day is going to be great. I just think the overall company just strengthens up. It does. And yeah. I think I know a lot of people say, you know, when the challenge is hit, it's just too hard to keep going forward. But I'm still only, I'm a little 31 year old who knows almost nothing about business. All I can say is I think, just keep pushing. She always says that, but no. she's brilliant. No, no, no. Brilliant. But I, I just say, like, don't, don't think of those challenges as something. Yeah, they're that's, good. They're good. That's negative because it's just constant challenge. Yeah. I think a lot of people. The only thing I'm not proud of is I think a lot of people would look at my social media and my brand and you know mm. the perfect book cover and think, oh, she's had it so easy. You know, she was very, very lucky and fortunate to have built this company, mm. I can't even put, I could never even put into an hour yeah. podcast how difficult this journey yeah. has been. Yeah. Um, and so. I think that's the only thing that that's been not difficult for us that it seems on the outside, it's, you know, he's got this great brand and, and Jess is a, a beautiful girl and, and she's obviously smart and, and, and intelligent, but they don't actually, you can't comprehend unless you're in it and you can speak to all of our staff. When you're in it, you, it it's harder than anyone can, can realize um, and no one sees that side of it and nor should that. I mean, it's, it's, it's not really relevant to them because all they need to see is amazing products and, and hopefully have amazing transformations on them. But the, the real blood, sweat and tears, as cliche as it is, is the, the strength of our brand. And we, I guarantee you, uh, our blood, sweat and tears, like the strength we've had from it is 99, we're 99% stronger than anyone else out there. That's why we've, We've managed to push through and we'll continue to push through. Like nothing can really keep us down because it's just ingrained in us. It's, it's who we are. And I have many moments. I mean, I'm sure as an entrepreneur, you probably understand this, you know, when that feeling of, oh, in any second, this could all be over. Like mm. this might all come crashing down. It's part of running and your own business. Of, and I, <laughs> and you know what, God, I have been feeling that a lot lately because I think the more you have, the more success you have, the more growth you have, the more someone places a crazy valuation on your company, the more you start to think, oh gosh, the more you have to lose. This might come crashing down. And the only thing every single time when I think that, that keeps Mm. me okay, is I'm like, no, no, it doesn't matter because I know my products and my philosophy help so many people. So even if the business comes crashing down, I'm still going to go into my garage and sell my skin and digestion formula to someone who has acne. I'm still going to give out recipes that I think will make their kids and family happy. I can maybe still practice privately. Like I have this like little backup plan in case we fail, which I'm okay with because I believe so much in my products and my philosophy. And I think that's something to take away that I think is, is I'm proud of is my belief in my, I'm not actually a very confident person. I would say I have pretty low self-esteem. But I'm so confident in my products mm. and in my community and in my philosophy. So you kind of need to have that because as an entrepreneur, I'm sure you understand, you really, every day, you never know what's going to happen. Um, so you, you have this little crazy backup plan. <laughs> and my backup plan is definitely reliant, reliant on more than just sales. Yeah. It's just, it's just 
it's human nature. Like you always feel the more you have to lose, the the, the more you worry about it. Um, that's you just got to. Yeah, we just it's normal. We just get through it every day, but not worrying. We we just know at the core what we have are great products and amazing community. So the rest is just you know nice to have. And if you don't have it, it's fine because you have the core, and that's really like that's what built what we have. I really appreciate your honesty and transparency here. Like most people don't often talk about this stuff. And I once read somewhere that they say that the success of a founder is a reflection of the amount of pressure and stress that they can take on. Would you guys agree with that? I I have really struggled with the amount of pressure. Like that's Mm. definitely the, when you say the word pressure, that's something I really um, connect to. I think that word is actually very underrated because I don't think people probably realize the amount of pressure on founders, yeah. um, your company founder. I, I mean, you would know here. more than all of us that word pressure is something that I have personally yeah. really struggled with. I can manage everything. Like my workload doesn't scare me. My admin doesn't scare me. Producing products doesn't scare me. Looking after the community doesn't scare me. But the pressure that comes with this scares me. Mm. Um, there's just so much pressure on you to perform um, and get out of bed every day and show up yeah. because I'm not now just showing up for myself. I'm showing up for my staff who need me. I'm showing up for the community that's only getting bigger, bigger, and bigger. Um, so how I, I, there's just so much pressure um, on the founders to mm. stay strong. So I think the more we have an honest, transparent conversation about this, which is, I think, what you're doing very well, yeah. um, I think the better because if founders understand that they're not alone, in that feeling of pressure that comes with running your own company, for some reason, it automatically just feels a little bit better. You know, you get that sense of like, oh, actually, all the other founders are really struggling with that sense of pressure. All the other founders are feeling like tomorrow they're going to fail. All the other founders out there are feeling like every single day is hard and challenging and full of problems. So having that open, transparent conversation, I think, is game-changing, especially in this day and age with the technology the creation of so many new brands and entrepreneurs, especially females. Like I don't want to make a generalization here, but I just did not expect to be running my own company. Um, and there's just so much pressure because as females, we have pressure to have children at a certain age and run a big company by a certain age and run the team. Like there is just, I, I can't talk yeah. for males, but as females and because I run a 90% predominant female-based community, the feeling that I'm getting from them is that we're under enormous amounts of pressure as females to perform, to be good at everything we're doing. Um, so I think having this conversation, especially amongst female founders, is something that's so powerful. So amazing what you guys are doing. I think you're doing, I mean, you, the amount of people you'd be helping to just, and those people are going to become very successful because they're just going to push through the last bit that they thought they couldn't push through. Um, and, you know, I mean, Jess and I have been fortunate we have each other, you know, a lot, the pressure she's under and a lot of pressure that I'm under at different times, we help each other and our pressure is different. So when her, when she's under a lot of pressure and the business is going well, I can help her. And when I'm under a lot of pressure on the business and the community yeah. is all going well, she can help me. So what we have with each other, I think, is what you are having with yeah. your followers and your community because they also, they might not have a partner in it they might be by themselves or they might have one of their friends or their partners that they don't really want to open up to um so i think what you're doing is, is you're making them feel inside that it's okay it's okay to, to yeah. you're going through what everyone else is going through and then 
you know, you're going to be changing a lot of people's lives because they're just going to be able to push through the last bit. It's going to change. But I also feel that um, I don't think we should ever show like a perfect um, picture of anything because even if you're creating a successful company and have an amazing valuation and growing to the next level, like it's still not a perfect picture. Like it's, yeah. it's been so hard and there have been so many moments for me personally of wanting to give this up because of the pressure and the hardship. And that in itself is something I don't think people speak about a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, those days where you wake up and you're like, I, I just don't know if I can keep going with yeah. this amount of pressure on me. So there are those days and then you have them, you fall down a little bit, you come crashing down and then maybe one or two days later, you wake up again and you keep going. Um, I have realized actually, it's, again, it's those moments I need, like that I need to get out of bed and go to work those days where I don't want to. Yeah. Other days the where I need to. Yeah. I need to get up and just go to the office and do what I have to do, even in those times where I just don't want to do it anymore because the pressure is so intense. Um, And then it gets, it does get better. The tomorrow is always a little bit better, you know, when you have those hard times. And you're a little bit stronger. Yeah. Oh my God. We're very, Mm. we're very much strengthened up. (laughs) Yeah. We still got a long way to go though. So we got a lot more. We can have this discussion again in a year and we'll see uh, how much more we've, the pressure and yeah i've got my backup plan so it's okay <laughs> no we got we got yeah it's we honestly we're just at the beginning i might so. be in a garage selling the vitamins <laughs> listen we um yeah we got a lot to learn still as well so we just every day new day we really just exactly yeah, what you're we really doing have you really know? have no idea what we're doing you don't so. know what interview is going to come up next as in you don't know what the founders are going to say you you learn as much as we learning on this we're the same every day. We do not know what's going to happen. What might be an issue with the staff member, might not be, might be an issue with the product, might not. It's entrepreneur, you know, that's part of life. And one more thing on the sense of community. Um, I was just thinking about it because I've got like 20 female entrepreneurs sitting literally outside and they are a community. Yeah. Like my team, my culture, the culture that we have created are a community. Mm. So I think that all stem, I've always said, that the business and the feeling and the culture stems from the founders. So Dean and I are family. We are hiring people who are family, who feel, they feel that Jade's Health is a sense of family, community, and therefore it probably trickles down into the Jay's Health community. So if there are founders out there who are trying to create a sense of community in their company, perhaps a good place to start is with a feeling of community and family within their own company and in their own culture because it really does trickle down. Um, and there's that, it's just a sense of feeling that I think people get, you know, a lot of people try and um, come and work at JS Health. Or like, it's probably one, of, at the at this moment, maybe just because it's a female predominant company, people see the culture and how amazing it is. And I think they want to be, they so badly want to be part of the culture. We get thousands of emails a week to try and work at JS Health. Because they can just feel it through social media, through our website, through whatever we do, the sense of community through the team mm. in itself, never mind the rest of the community, the JS Health community. So I think that's another thing I was just thinking about. A sense of community within the company itself will be felt through the customer base, through the products, through the community within the company. Amazing. This has been an incredible conversation. We'll work towards wrapping up. One last question. Where's the best place people can find out more about each of you and your work in JS Health? I would just, well, if you're interested in our products, jshealthvitamins.com. If you're interested in our philosophy and learning how to live a healthy life with balance, 
jessicasample.com or at jsheld on Instagram is probably the best place to come to. Um, if you're interested in our app, at jshealth app, or yeah. you can find it on Apple Store. Um, I think we're very, very active on social media. Yeah. Well, not not really me. I'm not. Yeah. A lot of our community call me Silent Dean because I'm always just in the behind background. The we have all the amazing girls who can take the limelight. I like being behind the scenes, but um, yeah, that's that's probably the best place to find us. Well, look, thank you so much for your time, guys. This has been a really valuable interview, and we really appreciate your transparency. Thank you. We'll speak soon. Thanks so much. Hey, guys. I hope you enjoyed this interview. As you might already know, our mission at Founder is to help tens of millions of people every single week with our content either start or grow their business, which is exactly why we're partnering with world-class founders such as Damon John, Alexa Von Tobel, Greta Van Riel, and so many more to teach crucial skills such as negotiation, finance, e-commerce, and so much more. So if you'd like to get access to these free exclusive trainings, please go to founder.com forward slash free. These are 100%. We go super in depth on teaching a particular topic, and I know that you're going to love them if you enjoy this podcast. So just go to founder.com forward slash free. All right, guys, I'll see you in the next episode.